Welcome to I'm in my 20s, your favorite go-to podcast for candid, introspective, and inspiring conversations to help you make the best of your 20s. My name is Meg, and let's begin. I was becoming someone who didn't compare myself to others as much. I was becoming someone who listened to my body and listened to my intuition. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. And I am really happy to be speaking with you guys again. I am obsessed with podcasting. Like, I don't know what it is about podcasting, but the more I do it, the more I love it. And I think it's really hard for me to find something that I can say the same thing about. Like, literally, the more I podcast, the more I love it. And this is just so fun. Sorry, that was that's like something I just wanted to say. But anyways, welcome back to the podcast, guys. And today, I'll be sharing part one of my conversation with Julianne. And Julianne is one of my friends with whom, whenever we talk, we just end up getting really, really, really deep and insightful. And we end up talking for hours. We could easily talk on the phone for two or three hours and not realize that that much time has already passed. And this podcast conversation just ended up that way which is why i had to split it up into two so in the part one which is what you're hearing right now we are going to be sharing all about how we found the courage to authentically be ourselves and chase after our dreams and julianne has been doing so many amazing things and you'll learn about this in this conversation but in short she's also an entrepreneur and a content creator so this conversation is practically your ticket to getting inside our heads deep into the processes of why we chose to do everything that we do so you're certainly in for a treat we talk about things like building confidence overcoming imposter syndrome overcoming self-doubt how to overcome the fear of being judged the people that we choose to surround ourselves by and just a whole bunch of inner thought processes that we think would be really really empowering for anyone who is thinking about going after their dreams or chasing any goals or just building confidence or starting a project literally like this is one of my favorite episodes ever so you guys are gonna love it and i ain't even described part two yet but part two will be coming up in a later episode in the season so make sure to subscribe and with all that being said i hope you guys enjoy the conversation and we'll get started Hey friends, welcome back. Today I'm chatting with my lovely friend Julianne and we have so much to share because we have so many shared passions and I'm so excited to be chatting with her today and sharing our passions with you guys. So hi Julianne and welcome to the podcast. Can you give our listeners an introduction of yourself and who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. First of all, Meg, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I just listened to your most recent episode this morning and I was feeling very inspired and as you said, we have so many shared passions and I think we have a lot of things in common, even from childhood, which is really cool. So yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. Just to give a little introduction of myself, as Meg said, my name is Julianne. I'm currently in my fifth and last year at UBC studying business at Sauter, and my specialization is in global supply chain, but my passions lie in entrepreneurship, and it's something that I've been interested in from a very young age. So even coming into Sauter in my first year, I knew that my future career projection would be to be an entrepreneur. Like at that time, mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly how, but that is something that has guided me throughout my university years. And at the moment, I'd say how I can define myself, although that's difficult to do, is that I'm a student. I'm also an entrepreneur and I have a few of my own side businesses, which I hope to 
grow in the future and turn into my full-time career. And I'm also an aspiring content creator. So I have my own YouTube channel that I've been starting called Julianne's Gems, along with an Instagram account where I share different things about personal development and spirituality, self-care, self-compassion. And I also recently started another YouTube channel for my tap dancing, which is more of a passion project where I create tap dance covers of my favorite K-pop songs. So yeah, that's a brief introduction about myself. That's amazing. So you listeners, you guys might be like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. She's doing so much i'm gonna like plug all her stuff in like description and at the end too so yeah make sure to listen till the end and also me and julianne i think we connected at the perfect time because right now we basically resonate with everything like each other is doing um as you guys may know i'm also pursuing entrepreneurship and also pursuing a whole lot of content creation hence this podcast so me and julianne just have a lot to connect over but let's reflect on how we actually met because although we both went to solder we didn't actually connect till pretty recently so Mm -hmm. (laughs) remember that bus ride (laughs) yes i do so i think that bus ride was in third year like term two third year yeah so basically it was pretty late in the night and we were both on the 99 bus and i usually don't take the bus so i think it was definitely like a serendipitous moment but you were Mm -hmm. with our good friend phil and then i it's a very distinct memory for me so you two were sitting on one side and i was sitting on the other side and we were having this like very deep like life conversation (laughs) i remember like we were trying to whisper because there was a lot of people on the bus and we were just like talking about really deep stuff um and that was like our first real interaction i think like i had Mm -hmm. known like of you before but we Mm -hmm. never had the chance to have classes together or join any clubs together which is surprising since we were both really involved but that was the first Mm -hmm. time our paths really crossed and then the next time after that was i think 2020 so I was checking back on our messages and it was in June 2020. At that time, I was in Hong Kong and you were working at SAP. And I had reached out to you just because at that point in time, I was wondering if I should uh, do a co-op term in the fall. So I was asking you about your experience at SAP. And then after that, you told me that our friend Sandy had mentioned that we were both trying similar things, which was entrepreneurship, which is how we decided to have a FaceTime call together, where we basically shared what we were doing. And it was just so aligned. We were both Mm -hmm. trying to pursue entrepreneurship. And um, yeah, that was our first like conversation. And since then, we've just been messaging each other a lot back and forth, just sharing different resources. But I'd say it was definitely at the end of 2020, where we did like this goal setting boot camp together, mm-hmm. where we really got super close and mm-hmm. yeah into this year where we're doing like a fitness challenge together mm-hmm. and we're just constantly sharing the, our learnings from this whole journey of entrepreneurship and also a little bit of like spirituality in a way yeah oh my gosh it's crazy to think about how our friendship has evolved from you know the point where i also knew of you at solder and i was always like oh my gosh like this girl named julianne like she's like 
she's like she models or something like she seems like super cool but like we never had class together we never had clubs together and then serendipitous bus ride and then when sandy introduced us and we had that call we ended up calling for like over two hours i Mm -hmm. think because we ended up having so much to talk about and it was like oh my gosh like where have you been all my life but i think we like connected at the perfect time because if we connected back in first year i don't think we would have had this much to say mm-hmm. but especially when we did the boot camp which is like with Catherine zankina um from like manifestation babe if you guys know who she is um it really really like again like realigned just how much we have in common like how much we share in terms of mindset and now we're like accountability buddies and just fellow inspiration buddies and content creator buddies and entrepreneur buddies mm-hmm. so yeah i'm so grateful for our friendship and how it's evolved and i'm sure it's just the beginning so yeah i could not help inviting you onto my podcast because we have so much to talk about like whenever we video call or anything we always have so much to say so we wanted to impart some awesomeness on our listeners today so first of all you did the coolest thing recently so you did the miss china pageant in vancouver right mm-hmm. so do you want to talk about that yeah for sure so it's this pageant called the miss chinese vancouver pageant and it's um, associated with Fairchild TV here in Vancouver, which is like further connected with TVB in Hong Kong. And essentially, it's like this three month process. Maybe I can like go through what the process was like of getting into it. But basically, we had an application process. Uh, there was like an online application. And after that, there was a Zoom call where they want to get to know us better. And finally, there was an in-person interview where we had to do like a walk and just show, like present ourselves. But because of COVID, the pageant was very different than it usually is. Usually it's three months of training and preparation leading up to a final show. But this year due to COVID, they changed the format to make it more like a reality TV show. So over like two to three months, Um, On top of school and on top of like running my businesses, I was going to the um, shooting locations to do interviews and like shoot different TV segments. And overall, it was a very fun experience. Um, In fact, I had done a pageant in the past around five years ago, but I took like a long break in between. Like maybe I can go into a little bit more, but there was just a lot of stuff around like self-confidence and just around like self-doubt and worrying about what people might think um, of me doing this thing called beauty pageants because I think it's something that's still quite like taboo in society. Um, But yeah, it was a very empowering experience. I got to do it alongside seven other contestants here in Vancouver and we got really close and there was very little sense of competition and we were all there just supporting each other so it was a great way to spend the last few months of 2020. Mm, That's amazing so you mentioned the struggle with like oh like what if people judge me for doing a pageant but how did you end up overcoming that kind of mindset towards doing this stuff? Basically I think that I have the tendency to want everyone to like me. I think for a very long time, I wanted to please people and not make anyone feel uncomfortable. 
Especially because beauty pageants, I think they have a reputation of only being about like external beauty and whatnot. And I didn't want to be necessarily known as someone who cares only about external beauty. I wanted to be someone who shared that it's more important to be kind and have a good personality and like have internal beauty. So for a long time after my first pageant, I kind of grappled with the two. I, for some reason, thought you can't have both. And that mm-hmm. was my own limiting belief. I thought that it would be contradictory for me to promote a message of self-love and self-compassion and accepting yourself, but also do a beauty pageant. After my first pageant, I kind of fell into that type of mindset. Mm-hmm. But then this year with this pageant, like over those years of a lot of inner work, a lot of self-development that I did, I realized that like they are not necessarily mutually exclusive. Like Mm -hmm. it is possible to preach about self-love and self-compassion and still have the desire to like look your best and feel your best. Mm -hmm. So I think the shift in my mindset was from you can only have one or the other to a mindset of you can have whatever you want, you can be whatever you want. So when I did this pageant, I made the commitment to myself that I would do it from a mindset of self-love. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this because I'm trying to prove myself to others. I'm doing this because it's something I truly enjoy. And it's something I didn't like admit, want to admit for a long time, but I love dressing up. I love putting on makeup once in a while. And Mm -hmm. I really love like performing and being on stage. And once I really accepted that about myself, then I think the things around me, like the circumstances allowed me to like participate in this pageant and do it boldly and allow myself to express myself fully. That's so amazing. I love that. It all begins with you believing in yourself and doing it from like in a place of intrinsic passion to do it as opposed to like, oh, like I'm doing this because it'll look good or any of those. But I can tell that everything that you do comes from a place of passion. And that's so, so inspiring. So I know you do so many other stuff like content creation has been like a big one. I know for like both of us lately, we're both doing like YouTube, I'm doing podcasts and like we're both kind of on TikTok as well. Also recently for fun because it's so fun, gotta admit it. Um, But a big thing with content creation also is getting over the fear of like being judged. Like, oh, like what if people find me? Like what if people judge what I post? So how do you approach that sort of uh, limiting belief? Mm, That's a great question because... Honestly, for many, many years, I had that belief. Uh, Similar to you, I wanted to start like a YouTube channel and just put my own personal brand out there into the world since like first year of university. But for so many years, I, again, I think it had to do with people pleasing or not wanting to like be seen in a way. There was also that imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to share these tips for example like because what I want to do with my content is share tips about um, self-care self-compassion accepting yourself as you are but if I can't do that perfectly who am I to share this information 
So that was a big thing. But what helped me overcome that was realizing that we are literally never going to be perfect. Like this mm-hmm. concept of perfection does not exist. And what people actually want to see with like our content is like that progress of you growing into the person that you aspire to be. So that's one thing that helped a lot. And another thing was that I don't need to be everything for everyone. Mm. Again, we talked about people pleasing. I wanted every single person to like me. So that stopped me from doing anything because if I want to talk about, I don't know, eating healthy, like there will always be people who are like, no, like you should be able to eat whatever you want. Or if I talk about like, having a positive mindset some people would be like no that's not true that's like a placebo or whatnot like everyone no matter what type of information you share everyone will there will always be people who don't believe that and that's completely fine when i came to terms that every single human being is unique in their own way and that they are perceiving life through their own lens Mm -hmm. and that i don't need to create content for everyone that really liberated me. When I started to focus on creating content for just like one person, focusing on that one, I guess, archetype of person that I would love to share my message with, that just liberated me from the need to be everything for everyone. So I'd say that was a big thing. And secondly, I started approaching it with more fun and letting go of the outcome. For a long time, I, I had this personal pressure that if I do this thing, like if I start a YouTube channel, then I must hit this goal of like 100,000 subscribers or else it won't be worth it. And then when I set that lofty goal for myself, it also kind of demotivated me subconsciously because subconsciously, like, I have no idea how that's going to happen. So then my brain kind of tries to keep me safe by just not doing anything. Because if I don't even try to strive for that goal, then if I don't achieve it, then I won't be disappointed. So I, so that was like a mechanism to keep myself safe. But then when I let go of the outcome of what this action needs to result in, I was able to approach it in a much more fun way. And it shows in your content as well when you are just doing it for fun. There's a lot of a lighter energy to it. And then I think like even though the desired outcome is not to have as many followers as possible, I do believe that it'll probably attract the right people to get exposed to your content. So I think those are the mindsets that really help me overcome my own limiting beliefs of creating content first that it doesn't have to be perfect and that you don't need to reach everyone and that you you can just do it for fun like life can just be fun yes i love those so much i think that is like the golden like the exact same thing that i approached it through when i wanted to create content stop trying to please everybody because there's this one quote i remember if you try to please everybody you'll please nobody Mm -hmm. because people will be they can tell that you're trying to please everyone. But if you cater to a specific or ideal archetype, then they're really going to resonate with you. And they're going to feel that everything that you're doing is authentic and that you're doing it from the heart because you want to reach this group as opposed to you want to reach everybody. So that is so liberating. And I am so like proud of like both of us for 
taking this kind of approach and being so shameless with it because like if you're listening and you want to become a content creator it's honestly so inspiring just in the past year or so since quarantine started seeing how many people like friends and like just people in our networks who are just starting youtube channels starting podcasts starting like blogs online starting tiktoks right and it just goes to show like you know anyone can do it and once you let go of that fear of being judged and let go of the outcome like it's the most self-actualizing freeing fulfilling feeling ever right like you feel so energized when you create it you never feel like it's work right exactly exactly uh, yeah i totally resonate what, with what you said and we are all the same we are all humans we all have these ideas but i think the difference is in the action like are you going to take action on these ideas that you have and for a long time i define myself as someone who has these ideas but doesn't take action mm-hmm. but i think that that doesn't have to be true so if you're listening to this and you are listening to us and you think that we're different than you like that is absolutely not true we like battle with our own limiting beliefs we had our own like self-doubt, but what we did was that we chose courage over fear. I think that's all you really need. And as you mentioned, there are so many people in the last year who have been creating content. And I think that was another thing that helped me. I like this concept of expanders. And mm-hmm. I heard this from my good friend Kelly Track, who is also a podcaster and online content creator. And essentially, expanders are people that you can see yourself in who are doing things that you want to do. So for oh. me, like Meg is definitely an expander. Right? And also, we both really love Vanessa Lau. She's definitely yes. an expander because she was a Sauter alum. She's also Asian, an Asian <laughs> female. Um, so when you see people who are kind of similar to you doing things that you want to do, I think it makes your mind realize that, oh, it could be possible for me too. It's like that concept of the four-minute mile. Mm-hmm. Do you know about that concept? <clears throat> what is it? So, I don't remember the exact thing, but for a long time in like track and field, no one could run a mile under four minutes mm-hmm. or something like that. But four seconds? Pardon? Something? Oh, wait, no, not four seconds. <laughs> four minutes. <laughs> four seconds. Oh, my God. Yo, I think I did hear about this, actually. Yeah. I think I may have mentioned it in my podcast with Jenna, but I accidentally yeah. said four seconds or something. Oh. <laughs> yeah, basically, the concept is, okay, when that one person finally, like, finished a mile under four minutes... Then all of a sudden, all these other people could do it because they realize, oh, wait, it's possible. So maybe I can do it too. So I guess one tip is to purposely seek out people who you like resonate with Mm -hmm. that you could potentially see yourself in and use that as a way to strengthen your belief that you can as well. Mm-hmm. And it's important to not perceive these people as like competition. Don't put them on a pedestal either. Mm-hmm. Just remember that they are humans just like you. And the only difference is that they took actions and you can c- totally do that as well. It's totally available to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is so 
So true. I mean, I remember when I was in 2018 and I wanted to start YouTube and I was looking at these YouTubers or even people at Sodder, like, you know, Jensen Tung started YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, this other guy named Hafu, like, I don't know him too well, but he's also on YouTube. If you guys search him up, he has like hundred something thousand subscribers. But I used to put them on a pedestal and be like, wow, like, how do they have this courage? Like, I could never do that. Like, I don't see myself filming myself, even though I know I wanted to start. But just having that that separation between me and them just because they were on YouTube and I wasn't was a huge limiting belief because it puts up that barrier. Whereas I realized the only difference, as you said, is action, right? Like hmm. I can think about it for as long as I want, but if I don't take action, then nothing is going to change. And I think you and I both just took 2020 and 2021 as a year of just massive action because we both had desires. We both have dreams of reaching people, of starting e-commerce business, of all this stuff. And we just like went for it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like even after like my conversation with Jensen on like episode, I don't remember what episode on podcast, some episode, but I was like, wow, like this guy is just another human being. And he was just like you and I, and I see myself in his younger version. And he's definitely like an expander for me, as you mentioned, same with Vanessa Lau. And that was another big leap of, oh, wow. And now you and I, Julianne, we're at this point where like, I don't know, like people like reach out to us and they're like, why, like, how are you doing this? Like, how do you have the courage? Like, oh my gosh, like I could never do this. And I just want to say to them, like, just do it, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like, I can see myself, my younger self in your shoes and all you need to do is take action. And I think this relates to the concept of like progress over perfection, which is what you're passionate about as well. So do you want to talk about uh, your perspective on that? Yes, definitely. I think I recently realized that I've had a perfectionist mindset for a really long time. And for a long time, I didn't think I was a perfectionist because I didn't do things perfectly. Like, I would do things, I would make mistakes and whatnot. So I'm like, no, I'm not a perfectionist. But then what made me realize that I was a perfectionist was that I would only go after things that I thought I could be, like, somewhat good at. And then I would not do the things that I felt like I could possibly fail at. So that's what made me realize that I was a perfectionist. So in terms of how I was able to shift out of that mindset and focus more on the progress was again realizing that perfection does not exist and that perfection is kind of boring <laughs> like if we were perfect like literally perfect at everything then there would be nothing to strive towards yeah there'd be nothing that you would want to set a goal towards and work really hard to achieve and i think when i was able to shift my mindset to wanting to grow as an individual that's when I realized that the path to growth is in the process it's in the progress of getting there mm -hmm. it, it sounds a little abstract but rather than focusing on the end goal again I was very present in every moment of what I was doing so even when I talk about the pageant Obviously, we all joined the pageant because we wanted to win. But in the end, there's only one winner. So I decided to put my focus on who I was becoming in the process of trying to strive for that goal. Like there were many moments throughout the pageant journey where I felt so much self-doubt. 
so much comparison or maybe even like a bit of like jealousy of the other contestants again puts them on a pedestal and stuff but throughout the process I caught myself feeling those ways I refocused on my own my beliefs like what how I wanted to feel throughout the pageant and by doing that in every present moment I think I was progressing as an individual. I was becoming someone who didn't compare myself to others as much. I was becoming someone who listened to my body and listened to my intuition. So I realized that progress and that process is what makes up life. So I think that was what like helped me let go of perfectionism. So Mm -hmm. Like even if you might not be perfect at something or or even if you might not be good at something, if you realize that even the act of reaching towards that thing, like that you will grow as an individual, that you will learn countless things, mm-hmm. like that is what helped shift my mindset. Yes. The whole process of the whole process of just the moment of getting started, you already know that just by getting started, you are kicking yourself off on a journey of growth. Mm-hmm. Like like when I approach content creation, I know that my first podcast episode is going to be the worst. I know that my first YouTube video is going to be the worst. But just by getting started, like you're already ahead of the people who are only dreaming about it and not posting their first video until they think that they can get it perfect. And if I wanted to make my first video perfect, I probably wouldn't post until like five years later, right? Mm -hmm. And that would be so crappy because I know that even if I did wait five years and I posted, I would still find ways like, oh my gosh, like this is not perfect, which just goes back to the concept of perfection doesn't actually exist. It's just like a barrier that we put up and that we Mm -hmm. think that we have to be, but it's just a limiting belief. And honestly, On the flip side, being authentic and being imperfect is actually more attractive than being perfect, I think, because people can see your flaws. People can see that you're not afraid to show when you feel unconfident, but you're still showing it anyway. And I think just in my own consecration journey, that has just been really huge because people say that it's amazing to see how I've progressed as a content creator from my first podcast episode to now. And they can really see that growth and glad that I documented it that way rather than going in my first episode and being like, I am the expert. This is like the perfect podcast and expect perfection from here on out. Like that's not the way that I think should be done. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And this is so relatable for you guys. If you're feeling any sort of like imposter syndrome, right? When it comes to content creation, entrepreneurship, whatever you do, if you feel like, oh, like, who am I to do this? Like, who am I to give advice? Because I have a friend who also wants to be a creator on YouTube. And she's like, oh, like, I don't feel like I'm capable of creating this advice because who am I? Like, I'm only 23. But honestly, like, once you put yourself out there and just talk, (laughs) it's just almost like you know, it's like overwhelmingly positive how many people come to you and be like, oh my gosh, like this thing you said resonate with me. Or mm-hmm. you stumble a little bit and they tell you the most unexpected thing that you said actually like changed their life or whatever. So it's also through the lens of like, you never know what's going to happen. So kind of just trust the process and just go for it and just let the blessings come to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I like to have the perspective as well that 
there is someone out there just waiting to hear your message. I truly believe that every single human being is so unique. We all have something different to share in the world if we really choose to own that, if we really choose to embrace that. So I'd say the next time you feel self-doubt or worried about what people might think of you, like think about the people who just need to hear your message Mm -hmm. today and do it for those people. Don't do it for the people who probably don't even care anyway. Mm-hmm. Most people are <laughs> focused on their own life anyways to care. So for, well, first and foremost, do it for yourself. Do it for the future version of you who will look back on you right now and be like, wow, I'm proud that you chose yourself in this life. You chose to honor your own passions, your own heart's desires rather than putting your precious energy into people who don't even care or who aren't even concerned about what you're doing anyway. Yeah. Yeah, So that's something that I'd say will really help you in letting go of the fear of what other people think and Mm -hmm. just, yeah, just choose yourself over anything. So well said. And two things stood out. One, this quote from Dr. Seuss, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, those who do mind, like, why are you worrying about them? If you're being authentically yourself and they mind, then they're not the type of people that you want to vibe with anyway. And your vibe attracts your, wait, no, your vibe attracts your tribe. Is that mm-hmm. the right quote? Yeah. So yeah. just be authentically you. And then you're going to end up attracting the right people into your life. You're going to re- attract the right audience, the right friends. And honestly, like ever since embracing this path of entrepreneurship and content creation, I've never felt so fulfilled in the types of friendships I have in my life. Like I'm just, for example, like connecting with Julianne, like one of the biggest blessings ever. (laughs) And then the second thing that really stood out for me from what you said was this like crazy thought I had the other day when you mentioned choosing yourself and your future self thanking you is that right now, as you're listening to this in any moment that you're existing, (laughs) you're being watched by your future self through memories, right? So you're being watched by your future self right now. So you got to do a favor for your future self and be true to yourself and go after your dreams and do whatever your future self is going to thank you for. And I try to take this mindset into everything I do. Like on a day where I don't feel like I want to exercise, I will think, oh, my future self is watching me in the future. And when I look back at this moment, I'm going to be proud of myself for getting up and getting on that yoga mat and doing that Chloe Ting exercise with Julianne today. (laughs) So I'm going to do it. So that's a mindset that I approached my life through as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, honestly, I am very grateful and proud of my past self, like January 2020, where I set the goal of starting my own businesses, even Mm -hmm. even though I had many years of self-sabotage. I think this is a really important point. Even if in the past you didn't do things, like for example, I had wanted to be an entrepreneur for a long time. Like I I had the goal of being a life coach. I wanted to start my own YouTube channel. But then each time I wanted to do it, I always stopped myself for some reason. So then Mm -hmm. I had developed a belief that, oh, Julianne doesn't follow through on the things she wants to do. Like Julianne self-sabotages. Okay, that was weird. 
saying that in third person. But basically, yeah, I had built up this belief that I am not capable of doing the things I actually want to do. But I'm so proud of myself in January 2020, where even though I believe that about myself, I'm so proud that I chose to override that with an even stronger desire and belief that I truly want to do this. And I'm doing this because I I want to support my family or I want to create something truly good for this world. Mm -hmm. So I think that for those of you listening, even if you have had years of wanting to do something but not achieving it. Like even for myself, for many years I had like gained a lot of weight. And even though like weight does not matter so much, like for me it was from years of really bad habits. And I had tried many ways to overcome it. And even though I had many years of not being able to succeed, I still kept believing in myself. I still knew that it was still possible, even though there was no proof of it. So I think that is something that you really need to have. Belief in something that doesn't yet exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, because if we try to find reasons that have already occurred to justify believing in something, then how is it possible that we can even progress, right? Because if you, for example, if you want to make a million dollars, and you haven't made a lot of money, how is it possible that you're going to convince yourself, oh my gosh, like, because I haven't made money, I'm never going to become a millionaire. Like, that's simply not true. Because if you even just look at statistics, most millionaires are actually self-made, right? Like, Vanessa Lau, like, think think about, like, this girl, right? Like, she graduated from Sauter, like, how many years before us, like two or three years before us, she went into a corporate job and then she quit. And then she was working as a barista to support herself. And now she's like a multimillionaire within the matter of like three years. So just think about like, if this person can do it, then why can't you do it? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, oh my gosh, so inspirational. Believe in what hasn't already happened yet. Alright, so that was part one of my conversation with Julianne. I hope you guys enjoyed all of our deep thinking and had some chance to self-reflect based on all the things that we said. And make sure to tune into the podcast for part two of my convo with Julianne. We're going to be talking about even more deep stuff. I'm keeping it a secret for now. (laughs) So you have to subscribe to know. And as promised, I'm going to be plugging some of Julianne's stuff so you can check her out. So her Instagram is at Julianne, J-U-L-I-A-N-N-E dot N-I-E-H. She is the founder of T-Boco, a reusable bubble tea cup at T-E-A-B-O-C-O on Instagram, as well as Inner Glow Creations, which is a DIY engraving light, super aesthetic, at Inner Glow Creations. You can probably spell that on Instagram. She's also a content creator at Julianne's Gems on Instagram. So Julianne's Gems, but gems spelt with a J. And she also does stuff on TikTok. So you can find her on TikTok at Julianne's Gems, as well as Jinju Taps. So that's J-I-N-J-O-O-T-A-P-S on TikTok. And oh my gosh, I can barely keep up with all the cool stuff she's doing. So honestly, the best way to stay in touch is just follow her main Instagram. And I'm sure that by the time you listen to this, she may already be onto another cool project. So make sure to check her out. And give us a follow on Instagram at I'm in my 20s to stay up to date. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode of the podcast next week. Thank you guys for listening and bye-bye.